Welcome back to the Loud Women Podcast. Guys, we're here today to recap the final episode of Shrill. It is exciting, but it is sad. Um, but it's more exciting because since the last time we've recorded, we have gotten a season two announcement. Whoop, whoop. Who is excited? I were you, Now, where were you when you found out about the season two announcement, Tucky? Oh. <laughs> Do you remember where you were? I was, funny enough, <laughs> I was on an American Airlines flight back home to Boston, literally at the seatbelt rope's end. And I saw, and I saw the announcement and I squealed. Oh, I know. I immediately, I woke up on like a Saturday morning, I think it was. And I saw it. And first thing I texted Tookie, I was like, we have a job for another year. (laughs) We'll be back. I can feed, I can, I can feed feed my my family. (laughs) Yeah. Your boyfriend has a, he has standards, you know, so we have to continue to take care of of the family. No, but, uh, but yeah, so super exciting. We kind of had a hunch this was going to happen. You know, I think it was clear, especially when we talked to Allie Rushfield, that they were all on board with doing a season two. It was just a matter of getting the pickup. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, like, super good news. Congratulations. We're so excited. And, yeah, we'll be back recording about season two, obviously. I am. I'm very thrilled. I'm very, very thrilled. And I just love seeing A.D. Bryant break out and become this ready-for-primetime player. hey Hey! bringing it back yeah i will be interested to see how they do it they said that i think i believe they said it'll be eight episodes this next season so it'll be a little bit longer and i think that that means she can still do snl for another year Mm -hmm. so i wouldn't be surprised if we saw her go back to snl for one more year um if not more hopefully more i would love to see her on but it seems my guess would be and none of this is verified this is just my speculation is that we'll see them record over the summer during snl hiatus like they did last year and then it'll probably release early 2020, the same as it did did this year. Um, but it, it allows her and any of the SNL people to sort of drop in, record the show, and then and then head back to to the day job. So not a bad not a bad schedule. Yeah, I'm very thrilled. I'm I'm just really excited for all the people involved too, especially because yeah. it's like ah, more women being employed in this field. It is. It is so good to see. It's it, the reaction. All of it has been so fun to watch. Is you know we've been so invested in this from the beginning. So it's just yay. It's so excited. So exciting to see. So in addition to the season two uh, announcement, our uh, our inbox has been pretty lit this week. <laughs> we've uh, we've gotten quite a bit of quite a bit of uh, of feedback from from listeners, which is great. I'm so excited people are are finding us and um, good and bad. So. You know, we had a couple of we have a couple of things we'll we'll touch on today. The first one, um, I'll give a little bit of a an overview if you're okay with it, Tucky, oh, and we'll and then we'll we'll jump into it. I'm not going to read the the email word for word because I I want to respect you know privacy and all that. Um, but we you know we had a, a listener reach out to us who listened to our episode about the pool party, and Tucky had shared this really uh, personal story about 
going to a water park and and experiencing really what was bullying harassment right to her face about about her body and um i think essentially the listener's concern was i think that we were maybe not representing ourselves um i i you know it's one of those things that we're we're trying to work through and um it's sort of sort of struggling to articulate exactly what the the point is here but i think one of the things I took out of her feedback was, um, you know, we're not trying to, we were never going into this to be like body positivity activists or, you know, we're not, we're, we're sort of two dumbasses who are just talking about our own experiences. Um, and we're doing the best we can to do it in a really sensitive way. Um, but we also, the flip side of that is these are our experiences and we all, no matter what size we, we clock in at have, um, a variety of, of really difficult experiences with our bodies. So I, I don't know, Tookie, do you want to talk a little bit about sort of oh, that, uh, the, the exchange yeah. you had and your thoughts on I, it now? I do want to make it abundantly clear to everyone who listens to this podcast that I actually genuinely care about our listeners and what they have to say. And I welcome and am open to, all feedback and constructive criticism just like not in the form of verbal abuse please and thanks because like (laughs) i i don't know it just it's weird because women's jean sizes are trash as a whole concept Mm. and shout out to the gap for their vanity sizing (laughs) (laughs) because i mean that's part of the reason why i fit into a, a certain size but in other stores it's like Mm, we don't carry that. Uh, and, and, you know, uh, I have made it, I've made a very concerted effort to never specifically call myself fat on this podcast, right? Because there are a lot of people who will look at me and say, she is not fat, but that does not mean I've never been called fat. And that doesn't mean that the world sees me and sees someone slim right like if you ask somebody to describe my build the first thing that's not going to come to their mind is skinny or thin or petite or any of that right and like i you know i am of a size of i'm i'm not how do i put it that's not that's not the point yeah that's not the point the the point is yeah, I think the the point is we shouldn't be having. Yeah, I don't know what are what are how do we categorize based on these ridiculous like numbers mm-hmm. or you know sure to 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 this one listener, Tookie posted a photo of herself and the the listener said Tookie you the world sees you as thin <laughs> which is and I think that's what you're saying is that that doesn't necessarily feel true um, and uh-uh. so while she might view you as thin. There's many people in the world who have said to your face that they do not. Exactly. And so we we both have those experiences, but we also understand that there are people who have it, who are in a much different boat than us. And that's why I think you and I are both careful about the words we use to describe ourselves. Because we do understand that, like, you know, we, we were talking about this a lot last week, that there are certain things that we're able to do, even though we are plus size or we are, we do consider ourselves overweight or chubby or whatever the fuck words that we're allowed to use. We consider ourselves those things, but we can still sit in an airplane seat. We can still, you know, generally buy clothes at the mall. And and those are privileges that we have, but 
that doesn't negate the fact that there's many people in this world that are still treating us as fat people. Oh, for sure. I mean, I literally last week, I knocked over my poor nephew's Lego battleship with my ass. Like, I don't know <laughs> what skinny person is capable of doing that. I'm just saying, like, just because this, I do not fit this one person's standard for fat does not exclude me from the conversation about weight because it's something that I still experience to a certain extent. I think I misspoke in that episode about the pool party. I, I, I but at the time of that incident, I was a, about a 12 closer to a 14. Um, but, but it shouldn't, it shouldn't matter, matter. Right? Cause it's not like, Oh, okay, well you're 12. So now we can consider you fat. Right. Whereas if you were an, you know, it's, it's, it shouldn't, sort that of shouldn't have, it, it like, <laughs> and the thing too, that, that kind of kills me is that like I my my hope for tell sharing that story is for for the chance to highlight that at no mat like no matter what size you are women are still subjected to such trash trash behavior and um and that the world just needs to give women a break women especially need to give each other a break and um you know it, it I just kind of wanted to share that, like, no matter what the number on your tag is, that, like, a lot of us go through it. And, you know, what this listener, I think, really did not even care about, which, I mean, I I, I didn't owe her a lot of my side, especially for the, sorry, listeners, uh, someone came for your girl's neck. I never said I wasn't problematic, but, like, she really tried to come for me. Uh, and... <sighs> <laughs> like my whole thing is that like I said I it I it the fact that I have lost weight in the past couple years should not exclude me from uh the conversation about weight it should not negate the fact that I have uh and incurred a lot of abuse from the world and society at large for the fact that I do not fit a certain standard um and you know, I, I did, again, I didn't have to disclose this to her, but I lost weight because I got really, really sick. I got really, really, really sick. Um, and it's like, it's okay. On the one hand, it's like, you hear, oh, you look great. <laughs> but on the inside, I'm like, I'm dying. Thanks. So, <laughs> so, you know, without all being said, it's like, yeah, just, just because maybe I've had to replace one or two pairs of pants and a couple shirts to to not uh you know to not swim in some of my clothing uh it it doesn't mean that I still don't feel a certain way it doesn't mean that um you know I I still don't get self-conscious like I like the like what two weeks ago I went to a Zumba class and I was the even though I'm not quote unquote fat by some people's standards, I was certainly the largest person there. And I felt like I got more judgment from the students mm. than they should have been throwing at the teacher for playing an inordinate amount of pit bull during Zumba. <laughs> I, so I'm just, you know, I mean, like, even though, even though I have this privilege of walking into a store and saying, okay, they will likely carry my size. It doesn't exempt me. It does, you know, I'm not free from the scrutiny of the world. And my body type, it's so wild because by some standards, I am, as this 
one listener called me socially acceptable, but in other contexts, I'm completely not right. Like it goes so deep with this because like, um, in the Caribbean, right? Like I would be considered pretty average size, maybe thick to some people. Whereas like I have, I have a very close friend who, um, from, from college who is Korean and I've actually had conversations with her and her parents about body image in Korea. I would be completely unacceptable in Korea. And another important thing um, about my, like what feeds into my psyche about my size is the fact that when I came to the U.S., I was kind of dropped in Massachusetts, which Massachusetts, and I was socialized and educated in predominantly white spaces, spaces where until the scourge of the Kardashians, my body type was deemed grotesque and unacceptable, right? Like, especially for someone who carries a lot of their weight in the lower half, other kids were like, what the fuck is it? Like, what? (laughs) Right? (laughs) So... So now, now we're having, you know, the, the thunder thighs and the big old butt like that, that, uh, now where that is more in fashion, I was socialized and grew up in a space where that was deemed unattractive, undesirable, right? Like just, I was getting the Sarah Bartman treatment. Look it up. I don't have time to educate, but you have that. And then it was harder for me to fit into black spaces as well, where my body type is more desirable and accepted uh, because I had this added layer of not being quote unquote black enough and also being foreign and at the time not speaking the language. So it's like, it's just this really complicated thing. So it, it was, it just hurt that finally I get to talk about all this experience that I've had with my weight and navigating through the world as both a woman of color and uh someone who is has never been stick thin uh and to hear like well you don't get to be part of this this is not for you that sucked I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie that sucked (laughs) after bearing my soul but I am completely open to any sort of feedback and criticism because like, like I said, wildly problematic. Sometimes I use language that's not great. If you feel like I can approach a topic better in a, in a better way, like by all means, let me know. Just like, don't bark at me for it. Thanks. Yeah. I mean, uh, thank you for being so open about all that. And you know, this is one of the things that I was, I was saying as part of all this as well is I value your perspective so much um, I for so many yours. reasons you know and oh I love you but um but I I think your um your inter- your experiences as both a woman of color and a woman who has always been felt felt on the larger side I think you have such a valuable perspective because of those wildly different experiences and I'm just really grateful to you for being <gasps> so open oh my god um, stop because it, I don't it really uh. Yeah, yeah. Have a take a minute, but it, uh, it we are, you know, Tookie and I started this podcast and and talking about doing this podcast not because we wanted to be like body positivity activists or because this is something that we've done a ton of research in or we are like this is our field. Like we know there are people who are probably better spoken on these things than we are, who are definitely more well spoken on these things than we are. We started talking about the show because we love comedy and we love Aidy Bryant and we love the book we like talking about feminist shit like 
The book had a lot to do with comedy. Tookie lives in the comedy scene. Like those are all of these pieces were really important to us. And, and the weight is a big piece of it too. And, um, this isn't something that either of us are super comfortable talking about. Like we don't go around our daily life talking about how our weight impacts us. So, um, you know, we have a lot to learn obviously. Um, and so of course, please let us know, but also just remember that we're human beings and to have a little compassion because it's really, really, it's, it's fucking hard to talk about this stuff and put it out there, especially because I'm, I'm thrilled people are listening to this show, but there's kind of a lot of people listening to this show (laughs) when we're talking about this really personal shit. Um, and you know, it's, it's funny to hear, you know, you like what you're saying, you know, someone say we we can't be part of this space um and and meanwhile I was like quick story I was in Amsterdam this past week for work and they lost my luggage and so I needed to with like an hour's notice go buy a bunch of work clothes in a city that I'm unfamiliar with with the body that I have um and I'm somebody that's again not the the size is important it's just it's just relevant is I'm between a 14 and a 16 and the one thing that was near us was a Primark and I was like okay usually I can get like something at a Primark but I'm in there with a bunch of fucking 16 year old girls and I'm just trying to find one fucking black dress and a blazer that would fit me and you know I'm with a colleague of mine who's like definitely on the smaller side and and she's able to pick out all these cute clothes and it's no problem and I'm literally like having a panic attack in this Primark because I cannot find one thing that like my boobs would fit into. And so it was just, you know, you and I were having this conversation about, you know, going back and forth with this listener and really taking what she was saying seriously. Meanwhile, I'm literally like, I can't find a fucking shirt in this country that fits over my tits. Like I, so it's, it's just, it's, you know, it's such a personal thing and it's, it's so tough. And, um, and just thanks for, um, listening and, and bearing with us. And yeah, tell us if we say something that's fucking dumb or offensive or shitty, but also just like be nice to us. Oh no, they, they know what they signed up with for me, but <laughs> you've said from the get go, you are a problematic fave oh, living goodness. up to that title. Any, anything else on that? Or you want to, I, I wanted to give us a chance to sort of get into um, it. Cause yeah, I think, I think that it's not wrong for anyone who's read the book or watches the show at whatever size to see a piece of themselves in Lindy West and in Annie. That's very well said. That's exactly true. Yeah. I think that's how we all feel about it. That's, that's why this show resonates so well, oh, so yeah. much with people, because even if you are a size two, you maybe are self-conscious that you feel too skinny and you know, everybody has things that they don't feel good about. Everybody. And so all this stuff is sort of universal and we all have body stuff and, and fuck anybody who says anything about our bodies. I don't know. Don't except literally don't yeah, no, because they don't no. deserve it. Don't actually fuck sit them. on their chest. If they die, they die. That's my motto. It's true. Be like, who are you calling <laughs> fat now? Okay. So on a, on a lighter note, uh, on a later night. Okay. Okay. So we got this email and we do have permission to read from this one. So it's from someone named Gabri. Hi, Gabri. Thank you. you for emailing. Uh, you're a delight. Uh, so she sent us a great email with a couple of really interesting points that I wanted to bring up. Um, and the first thing she started by asking, what's the deal with shitty dudes? I appreciate that. She calls them shitty yes. dude as well. That's catching on. What's the deal with shitty dudes, mom touching Annie that way. And this is from a callback to one of the, I think maybe the second episode. Mm-hmm. 
clinging onto her body when they first met. Why do people feel so entitled to every aspect of fat bodies? If they aren't giving out unsolicited opinions on our diet and exercise, they are providing styling tips or using our soft bodies as comforting stress balls and feeling like they can they can snuggle their bad feelings away in our maternal, sturdy, squishy roles. I feel like you and I have talked about this a couple times. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you specifically have some feelings <laughs> about this. Uh, but people feeling entitled to, to yes. your body. Yes. Like, ah, oh, I'm flailing. Um. <laughs> I, I've, I've always been the person with my friends where I have a lot of friends who are on the smaller side, shorter and just generally. And I always am the... The, it's always the running joke of like, come to my bosom, <sighs> come to me. Like, let me, it's because it, it's always, I'm the people that when I'm the person that when you're drunk, it's literally just like, hold on to my arm, come into like, it, it really is. It's sometimes it's well-intentioned, but that's, it, it was something I never really thought about, mm. but it's like, yeah, it's cause I got big old jiggly boobs that are, you want to have a hug. I, okay. So you and I are sort of reverse in, we in are. shapes. Because I'm put us together and we would be like everyone's worst nightmare or dream come true. Oh, the dream. I'm going with dream. <laughs> but like I like I've said, I'm I'm certainly more bottom heavy, but I've never had a drunk night out with the girls where I've been like, come into my crevasse and let me <laughs> <laughs> squeeze my big ass booty. Oh my God. Give it a pinch. But I've had people feel entitled to touch there because it's like it's it's either ooh, it's exotic or like some dude being like, ooh, it's big Ah. yeah Ah. and it's it's they think it's like property yeah and 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 I thought that was really interesting and I it was something that I didn't notice that when his mom came in she just immediately started touching her and Mm -hmm. it's um and and the giving opinions on diet and exercise and that's something that we've seen as a theme throughout the show we called it out in the first episode talking about the woman um the woman who is the trainer and, and people really constantly. And this is something that like still to this day comes up for me at least once a week where somebody will make a comment about well-intentioned about diet or exercise. And I'm like, bitch, I eat so many veggies. You have no idea. Get out of my face. It's not their business. It's just not their business. It's not their business. And you're not free property. You're not a piano in the middle of the park. Free. Yes. Free art to touch. (laughs) As beautiful as they are. I know. That's not, that's not me. I know. Uh, but I thought that was, I thought that was really um, a good point. And it's something that I think resonates with both of us a lot. And then one of the last things she said is, um, I won't read the whole email, but she, she mentioned uh, comparing Annie's character to Kate from This Is Us. Now I know you don't watch This Is Us. I've never but, seen, but I've had friends but, who watch. And- I can speak to it a, a tiny bit. And I think that it's, she makes a really good point here. And, um, Gabri says, I often feel uh, those characters' purpose in life is to be the miserable fat girl, and it drives me nuts because I am not a miserable human being. Uh, and when fat women aren't troped as the sexless, villainous slob, they're the mi- the miserable girl. Mm. So yeah, you're either like a slob, or you're miserable, or you're both. And and it's true, you know, Kate, the character Kate on This Is Us, I think has gotten a lot of credit in the in the sort of body positive or fat community about, you know, Oh, this is such a great representation, but almost her entire plot line Uh. is about her weight. And so 
earlier on it was about her trying to lose weight then it was less about her trying to lose weight but trying to find love as a fat woman and then it was this whole plot line about her trying to conceive and have a baby and how much harder that is when you're fat what which is because she she's like it, it, it is like a medical it oh. was like a medical sort of concerning pregnancy because after what but, i learned about plan b i thought it'd be easier but shit yeah. <laughs> i think the, the point is it's harder to carry a baby uh, to term but so so on one one side it's i think people are happy because it's, it is giving um some attention to these subjects that people don't talk about but on the flip side she is the way the character is portrayed mm. is always miserable and always there's always some problem and it's always internal and it's always uh, comes back to her body and i think annie is a really good juxtaposition mm. to that because um you know i would say more than i would have liked the show is about weight more than i would have liked um and so i'm anxious for season 2 for them to hopefully flesh out more of that but um but that said it is much less about weight than uh, I think a lot of other fat characters. Mm. And so uh, she does get to experience joy. She does get to experience having good sex and eating food on camera and like noshing on that pasta. And uh, she gets to have a complex career and she gets to have interesting relationships with friends. And so, um, so yeah, I think it's a really interesting comparison between her and sort of the, the Kate character from this is us and, and other fat characters we've seen in recent pop culture. Is Kate storyline one of the ones that makes people cry because all my friends who watch it, like post ugly cry selfies of themselves <laughs> after an episode. And I'm like, this show can't be that deep. Eh, it's not. That was one of the, like, um, it was just like, you're just emotionally trying to traumatize yourself the first couple of seasons. It's evened out a little bit, but, um, but thank you for emailing us, Gabri, and thanks to everyone else who's, who's reached out over the last couple of weeks. Please continue to send us emails, uh, Instagram messages, all that kind of stuff. We are going to keep recording, uh, throughout the off season. So we will answer any of those questions or thoughts that come up. Uh, we're going to talk about news, all that kind of fun stuff. So, uh, all that to say, yes. let's get into the final episode. Oh, oh my gosh. Oh my God. Okay. Do we start at the top? Because that, let's start at the that top. confrontation, that workplace. Well, okay. Ryan, I can skip him. Wait, that's not the top top. Let's start at the top top. The top top. Okay. Top, top. That's, that's, I just have a couple quick little all things. Right. All right. The, the, the show starts out with bare minimum Ryan <laughs> being with shitty dude, shitty literally dude. being like, Oh my God, you're so smart. I'm like, I'm like, I have a boner and it's only partially because you're naked. And she's like, oh my God, you read my article and you think I'm smart. And I'm like, God damn it, Annie. Are you fucking serious? Like, come on. Like, this is comically bad at this point. Like, put your bar up a little bit higher. I mean, I'm okay with her getting dicked from time to time, but like, she should start a rotation of her own. Yes, because this is not somebody you want to go to for an emotional support. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I, I liked when uh, he was he was like, yeah, of course I read your article. You know, you listen to my podcast, right? Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, I don't even think my husband listens to all. I don't <laughs> listen to my husband's podcast. He has like four. I can't listen to all of them. So if that would be true love, I can't can't do that. It's not, it's not real until it's sponsored by Casper Mattresses. Until stamps.com is sponsoring you, it is not real. Also, it's called talking. His shitty dude's podcast is called Talking Traz. I. All disrespect. I. Stop it. No. That's it. Uh, so, and then she goes downstairs. 
has a little confrontation with Fran, obviously about Ryan, but that's sort of like rehashing the same article, the same argument they've had a hundred times. But what I thought was interesting was, again, we're seeing Annie like lash out and be a little bit childish here with some of her friends, but she kind of made a good point where she was like, you're basically the female Ryan. You cheat on women. You cheat on everyone you're with. You break up with women for dumb reasons. What did that hit you? What do you that, think? That hurt me. That, that hurt me because no one is as shitty as Ryan. Very true. Very that true. hurt. That really hurt. I thought that was really harsh, but it was also um, not not true. Um, I felt like it was it was definitely overblown. Um, but this is sort of something you and I have talked about a lot is um, how we don't how it's nice to see these characters aren't just two dimensional. And I think this is a, an example of of Fran is. A, a complicated character and she's not just sort of this perfect uh woman she's definitely like kind of kind of shitty the people she dates sometimes i'm very curious for how they're going to further develop her in season two uh i'm very curious to find out how they further develop fran's character in season two that's better english uh because mm-hmm. you know i i have i feel like i have a stake in this because she's also a woman of color but there's the added layer of her being british and having i know <laughs> i keep thinking you're gonna say because she's like she's queer she's a lesbian no but because she's, she's british <laughs> also she dates girls i, I mean yeah, that, that but you know <laughs> well i i uh, i when i you're really into the fact that she's british. i am okay when i say like i literally don't give a shit about someone's sexuality i've literally don't give a shit i can't i'm like representation you're like she's british right like i care more about i hope that didn't come off harsh in any way but like i i genuinely care more about if they're a good person and treat others well like i don't care what bathroom you use i don't care who you go to bed with like just don't be shitty don't be ryan um yeah but yeah, I, I want to know, like, how they possibly touch on her experience as a woman of color in England versus in the UK and navigating those spaces. Do they address Fran's body type as well? Because Fran and I have sort of similar body types where it's like, it's like people aren't going to outright say fat, but like, you know, she mm-hmm. she she polishes off the gristle on a chicken bone just like I do, right? Like, <laughs> we're both a little fluffy, right? So like, how do you how do you address these certain aspects of the character? That's why I just feel like I have a stake in just seeing mm. a, a greater uh, in-depth look into her character, her as a person, her story arc. And like, um, you know, more, more about the actor portraying her and, uh, you know, seeing more projects where she's involved. I might kind mm. of be stalking her on Twitter. Uh- <laughs> I have been too. She's so fucking funny. Funny. But I think it was, um, I think it was Lindy West who did an interview recently that said in season two, one of the big things they want to explore more is Fran's character. Mm. And I think that's great because she's, they've already painted her as such this interesting, complex person. So I was like, all right, that's an interesting little tease of season two that we might get into a little bit more. So, uh, so yeah, then we go back to the office and before we get into the big fight, I just wanted to call out you and I were both, when we spoke about her last obsessed with the IT girl, uh, I didn't know her name. I looked her up. Her name is Joe Firestone. Yes. She yes, is yes. a writer on the tonight show. 
She is also, if you recognize her, which I did and I couldn't place her, she was in Don't Think Twice, which was the Mike Birbiglia movie about improv, improv, right? So if like all, shout out to all our comedy nerds out there, that might be where you recognize her from. So I am also now stalking her on Twitter because she is fucking hilarious Mm -hmm. and delivers every line like amazing Chef's kiss. uh we finally got our our corn dog as a dildo moment that we've been waiting for since the trailer what uh, kind of sauce fi- does she say she uses oh what's the difference <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not gonna try it i my body is a temple mm-hmm. Uh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it was just it was so good i remember seeing that line in the trailer and i was like oh this show's gonna be funny like this is gonna be a weird show so I was I was happy to finally have that come full circle in the end. Oh, speaking of bodies being a temple, a little off topic, but I think I I, I think I broke your husband at one point because he's oh yeah he saw one of my musings online where I was like oh you know imagine if the whole body is a temple thing in religion was something true and that we all went to hell for eating Cheetos because. <laughs> Yeah, if that was like a literal thing, did he did he not like that? He, I missed no, he he liked it. I just he liked it too yeah, much. Yeah, I was like, it hurt his heart. I'm sorry, sorry, Frank. <laughs> yeah, that's um, that's really gonna stick with me. I missed that tweet. That's gonna haunt me. <laughs> I love my Cheetos. Okay, so let's get uh, let's get back to to what you were wanting to launch in from mm. the get go when she shows up at the office. Mm. And uh, and the confrontation that we've all been has just been simmering under the surface finally explodes. Oh, it was like it was like two rams during mating season just bucking horns, and I was here for it. I was here for it. <laughs> I was kind of like, "Are you guys gonna fuck? Like, what's happening? What's happening?" I mean, I personally would not hate fucking not Dan Savage, but that's just me because I don't like mean people. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. So I thought. It was it was actually relatively short but sweet, and I felt like it cut to the point of his entire character when she was like, you're gay. Why are you not more empathetic to this? Mm. And he said something along the lines of, like, I was born gay, but you are fat by choice. <sighs> and I felt like that is the undercurrent of everything. That is – that's the whole thing is everybody – all of this judgment, all mm-hmm. of this hate, it comes from a place of people thinking that f- being fat is a decision. And no matter why you're fat, no matter why you are the way that you are, it's there is so much more to it than that. And um and I was it's it I think that just that's the that's the core of it. That's yeah. why people are so hateful and so is they they just believe that you're choosing this lifestyle that they can't agree with and it's mind-boggling it i i will again speaking for myself because i do not consider myself the voice of other so-called fat women women of size i mean i'm the voice of a generation okay but, uh, well uh, but you people uh, heard it you people have heard it <laughs> but i'm just saying like you know i i did not choose to have all those surgeries and be on all those medications when i was seven years old right that wasn't a choice it wasn't a choice for me to be the slowest in gym class and have all the kids yell slow poke slow poke when we're running raps around laps around the uh, auditorium right like none of that i didn't choose that for myself and you shouldn't look at somebody whose body type you quote unquote don't approve of like oh look at them that's all they do Ugh, 
they they didn't they didn't heed the your body is a temple warning and just ate cheeto like fuck you you don't know mm-hmm. them you don't know their life you don't know their backstory and you don't know the story behind why a friend of yours who you're accustomed seeing accustomed to seeing at a certain size may have suddenly lost weight or gained right and it's like it's there's so much more it's so much deeper than that and it's like no one has the right to look at somebody and decide for them that they are the way they are because they have like no self-control or something there's exact and that's I think that's what it comes down to is that there's the assumption that it's always because you don't have self-control and maybe that's sometimes that is the case for some people or there's traumas associated or there's like a whole host of reasons and you know you and I talked about this a, a pretty extensively in one of our earlier episodes if you guys haven't gone back and listened we do have episodes before Shrill came out some of them are pretty good oh, yeah. uh, but we talked about both of our experiences and you talked a little bit about your medical stuff and I was sharing about how um, you know I gained 30 or 40 pounds since college because I'm finally on a regular uh, antidepressant regimen and so I am really like in active communication with my doctor and she's like are you good from a mental health perspective? And I'm like, yep, I'm everything's good. She's like, great. I don't want to mess with your medication. You're let's like do what you're going to do. And so I've made peace with the fact that I am the way that I am. And so, yeah, it is my choice to be this fat. I also choose not to be a fucking like unbearable person to live with. Uh, so I take my, (laughs) I take my pills and, and I am what I am. And, and so we all have our reasons and it, and it's none of your fucking business at the end of the day. Right. Right. At the end of the day, I shouldn't have to explain. You shouldn't have to explain because it does not matter. It does not impact you. If I hear one more person being like, like his arguments about, Oh, why does my wallet have to get skinnier? Mm-hmm. So your ass can get fatter. That is not how healthcare works. That is not how taxes work. Read a book, learn a book, Seth, like don't get the fuck out of here. So I, I was, I, uh, I, I felt like that argument was so, I think speaks to all of us who have ever been called fat yeah. in our lives. Oh yeah. And I, and I just want people to see what I see in that show in, in that it's showing us that a person's value as a human being, as a life is not tied to their weight. Mm-hmm. Their, their weight does not determine their level of goodness and value and deservingness of a decent life. That's exactly. <sighs> That's beautiful. So feels moving, so moving on to let's get, let's bring it back to a, a happier place. But, uh, but one of the most underrated parts of this season is Amadi and Annie's friendship. Yes. So this, after she storms out and she's like, I'm going troll hunting and I need you to drive. Uh, and that that following scene with them in the car together was one of the funniest five minutes of the entire episode, the entire series. Like their banter is so well written and so funny. And and I feel like I'm getting a sense of A.D. Bryant's personal sense of humor through that because mm-hmm. it's so authentic and it's so funny. And I hope next season when we're not trying to cram so much exposition into six episodes that we have a little bit more room to be funny yeah and and the moments that are funny are so are funny in such a unique clear way i would love to see more of that 
I hunt chills with a tiny gun. Like, I want to get that. I don't even have any tattoos. And I'm like, should I get that tattooed on my side? <laughs> on my ass? Like, mine was, uh, was I want to make him dead was my favorite part. <laughs> oh, I, I want to make him dead. I was like, oh, my God, I love you. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so she, so they, they drive to, um, I don't have too much to say about her conversation with her mom, but I was her like, mom was, she's high, right? Her mom was high. Like that, okay. I talked about being at the Battle of Hastings last episode, but like her mom was high as fuck. Like I <laughs> didn't know. How did they prep for that scene? We should have asked uh, well, Allie Rushfield about it. I think it's, it's legal in Oregon, oh, right? Oh, you're right. Uh, <laughs> so, so I thought that was just a, a sweet way to sort of wrap that up. Um, but, but after she visits, they, they go take a shit at mom's house, uh, which also, sorry, so weird to just be like, yeah, let's pop into my mom's yeah. house and take a dump. Nah. But no, nah, I, I don't, I don't, I, I don't know if it's because I have a Caribbean mom, but you're not going to come in her house and blow up the bathroom like that. It's just not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Disrespect. Total disrespect. Uh, but so she goes to the, she goes to the coffee shop to, to find what she thinks is her troll. And I just thought the one funny part of that was, um, when he was looking at her because he thought she was his daughter's kindergarten teacher. That felt very real to me as somebody who has resting elementary school teacher face. Like I think every, there was a period of time where every time I got into a lift, probably happened five separate times they asked if I was a teacher they're like oh are you you're coming home from work are you a are you like a school teacher I was like no that's just what my body type says I don't know I think that's like a thing for like fat white women with like bangs and uh and, and brown hair I don't know I'm a little you envious have a type. of that because every time I've gotten in an uber or a lyft they ask me if I'm Italian like I what <laughs> If you if you've seen if you ever seen me you know I, Sicilian at best maybe but you, you don't look Italian my friend <laughs> not even a little nah. bit uh, so I I liked that sort of really weirdly specific profile um, but but then so she goes outside and Amadi's out there and uh, and he's trying to go home because he has a family and he has kids and and she's still being kind of selfish and and you know I. I, again, not to harp on this, but I appreciate that we're getting, like, a nuanced character, mm-hmm. right? So she's not just like, I'm the perfect, happy, empowered fat girl now. It's like, no, she's still kind of, like, kind of being a selfish person. And we all go through this a little bit when we're going through self-realization and self-actualization. We can get a little selfish. Uh, so I just, I appreciated the the little nuance there. I Yeah, I appreciate them. Show- well, okay. I will say there's a part of me that watched that. And was like, you be selfish, Annie, because I feel like so much of um, her life prior to this was giving herself Mm -hmm. to other people. And of course, that entitlement that people have to certain body types. Right. So like there was a part of me that's like, this is all about you. Take this moment. Ah, sit on his chest. Right. Like there was a (laughs) so there was a part of me that was really rooting for her to take the time to be selfish for once. Because I do think there's truth to that. There's totally truth to that because, um, and I do think there's something to be said for if you're the type of person who is always selfless, if you then become a little selfish mm. just for self-preservation, the people in your life don't take well to that. And they're like, wait, what's going on? Normally you just let me walk all over you. Right. I don't know if this was necessarily an example of that, but I think that you're right. Like there's nuance to it. And I think that there is something to be said for her just owning her time yeah. and owning herself. Yeah. 
So um, the one that I wanted to circle back to Fran really quick because we got a quick little scene of her and her new girlfriend, which was just like really tender and sweet. And again, I just think from like a representation perspective, it's just nice to have these moments of just like what how you would show a straight couple just like cuddling and making fun of someone's podcast. And um, as we all do, they're both really good. I Oh my God. I am. I'm like the poster child for cis het, but like, they're both beautiful. Like they're beautiful. They're, Oh, (laughs) I, mm -mm. if they're like, Oh, you know, I'll take you out for some ice cream and some other dessert. Hell yeah. I'm on board. I'll do it. (laughs) I'm, I'm for it. They're both hot. They're both hot. I don't care. (laughs) I did feel like they glazed over. Speaking of desserts, they glazed (laughs) over the, uh, the conversation we were having earlier about Fran and how she treats women Mm. and, She's like, I'm good to you, right? She's like, yeah. And I was like, all right, we're letting her off the hook a little bit easier here. Let's let's dig into that a little bit more. Um, but it was cool to see that they're still, those two are together and yeah. having a moment. Yeah. I mean, I hope, I would hope that Fran evolves into a better person than someone who gives non-consensual haircuts. Like, that's just weird. That mm. is a quirk that I'm not down with. That one stuck with you. Yeah. That one that one really really got under your skin. I didn't like that. <laughs> uh so then one last little scene before we get in we get into it. Um was just when she called Ryan to pick her up and he was like, "Well, I gave my mom's car back, but I could get uh my friend's mom's car." And I was just having such flashbacks to <sighs> men I dated in high school. And I'm like, "Girl, you are too old." To be having the same boy problems I had when I was 16 and my boyfriend was trying to borrow his dad's car. Like, you are past that. Also, was he playing solo Frisbee when they cut to his scene? Yeah, I think it was like Frisbee golf. What? That was my guess, which is also a sign of, Mm. you know, an evolved evolved man. Also, in what universe does this series take place where suddenly Lyft and Uber don't exist? Because I'm like, girl, you have an app. (laughs) There is an app to get you out of Taj right now. Yeah, like get get an get a lift before you get into his buddy's mom's mm-hmm. car. Like just take care of yourself. But on the same token, when that scene happened, I was thinking back to the scene where she quits the job because I was cuz cuz people would look at the moment of her quitting like, "Yes, empowerment." But I looked at it like, "No, lack of income." So maybe Yeah. <laughs> so maybe her not calling up a rideshare was she's just being frugal yeah. she's like i'm broke now i don't have any money <laughs> no it's true so so she rolls up to to the troll's house and what a great reveal with beck bennett Aye. as the troll i thought that was such an interesting casting choice because beck's he's kind of hot right he, like he's kind of like a generically hot guy or am i just do i have a comedy fetish I, Is that what's happening? I wouldn't sit on his chest maybe on i don't know maybe like Mm. not the character just beck, beck bennett, bennett oh like beck bennett himself man. yeah i'd sit on his chest but the character is that like his face or i thought that was a threat i thought we were using that as a threat it goes both ways okay uh, cool just checking just making sure we're on the same page. there's duality to sitting on someone's chest mm-hmm. it can be an act of violence or an act of love it's very nuanced it, it is like this show boom uh yeah. <laughs> bringing it back but i yeah i thought that was interesting i thought when he walks up to the door and you see the literal fear in his eyes it was like i feel like that was so gratifying mm. we all want that moment to be like yeah hi bitch i'm here i'm at your house what are you gonna do now coward 
can't hide behind the keyboard anymore. Oh man, it's nothing. There is nothing like just pulling up to a keyboard gangster and showing them what it's all about. Like I (laughs) keyboard gangster. So this scene, I don't know about you, but I felt like it was such a roller coaster. Yes, I felt like they were literally just like whipping us around um, because it, it started out interesting, right? So. You know, he's defensive at first. He's saying, I'm just expressing my opinion. Uh, And then I was like, that is such a fucking white man attitude. That's like, well, I have the right to express my opinion. Even when your opinion is just, oh, that person looks like a cat. It was like, that's a whole other can of worms. I was like, you do not, are not entitled to your opinion. Nobody is, nobody is required to listen to that bullshit. Mm -hmm. Uh, but then I thought it was interesting when she started going off on him and she's like, oh, it's because I'm not the girl you want to fuck. Or is it because I am the type of girl that you want to fuck, but you're too chicken shit to admit it, which I was like, I feel like that's fucking real for a lot of people. And I feel like that was real in high school and college. And when a lot of us were growing up and having like mean boys pick on us, it was, um, uh, they were confused. I have, I, of course, I didn't find out until after the fact, but I had been taken out on a pity date or two, and uh, that was that was real as fuck oh. for me. Oh, ah. uh, but I, but you know, he was saying, you know, you're fat and you're confident, and that's what bothers him. And I think that that's that again is like that's the summing up the whole thing, right? Mm-hmm. That's what we're all talking about is. The fact that we are starting to, as a society, come to a place where we accept our bodies and we're not constantly trying to squeeze ourselves into a smaller form, that bothers people that aren't comfortable with it. Oh, absolutely. And that makes people scared. Yeah. I mean, well, okay, only 90s kids remember when, uh, like, you know, speaking from my own childhood, coming up in a day and age when uh, Kate Moss was all the rage and so-called, I didn't name this, heroin chic. Mm, I remember that, yeah. Yeah, it was we really grew up in in the uh, I think a really hard, a really bad time for body image because it's true. It was that like I remember there was so many conversations around how thin is too thin for like supermodels. And like there was I remember reading all this stuff in Cosmo and all this. It's true. It's that that heroin chic thing was very real in the early 2000s during some of our formative years. Yeah. Um. So and so that's when it it whipped us back again. So he starts to get there. They're like having a healthy dialogue and I'm like, okay, good. You know, talk to trolls. Maybe you can help them. They'll grow, blah, blah, blah. Um, and he's, you know, he's like, well, you know, I don't troll other girls. And I was like, are you guys, are you guys, what are you going to kiss? What's happening? See, that's the part where I was like, all right, get in the Pepto-Bismol. Cause I'm about to be sick. Like, well, th- that's, uh, yes. I was like, oh my God, are we going to go to a, like this dark place where she's like, oh my God. Then I like fell in love with my troll and we like made fuck and we just had a great time. Oh. Um, but, uh, but then, so he's sort of hitting on her, asks her to come into the house for a drink and thank God she's like, no, what? <laughs> Ex- I'm sorry. What? And, and watching him like that switch flip from this sort of seemingly like empathetic guy who's understanding and he's evolved and he's and you're 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 feeling for him and then he just switches and you see that and he lashes out at her and he calls her fat and he's screaming at her and I think every woman has had an experience like that where you shut down a guy 
And it's that fear. It's and then you're it's they lash out at you in a way that is so scary. Um, and this is why women are afraid to do anything. Yeah. <laughs> Moral of the story. Right. That's why we're afraid to leave our houses. Like this is the this is the embodiment of that guy who puts feminist in his Twitter bio <laughs> to get like oh. <laughs> just to get laid. And like, yeah, it's like it's just like how, you know, I, I joke about street harassment where it's like Oh, hey, how you doing? How you doing, girl? You looking real good. Oh, you're not going to talk to me? Well, fuck you, you fat bitch. Like, yeah, <laughs> it's like, it's, it, yes, it's so true. And, the, or you turn a guy mm-hmm. down and he's like, well, I didn't fucking like you anyway. You're a piece of shit, blah, blah, blah. Like, nobody's going to ever want to fuck you. Like, that yeah. kind of stuff. It's amazing how prevalent that specific brand of toxic masculinity is, like how often that comes up. Yes. Where the second somebody is feels like they've been slighted or they've been turned down, they just lash out in such a scary way. Well, because men, and at least I can't speak to the experience of overweight men, but men in general, even if they've got, you know, a little extra happening, like they're not socially conditioned to uh tolerate and accept rejection sexual rejection where at least with women as soon as you are deemed undesired physically undesirable for whatever stupid reason right as soon you know as soon as as soon as you get mm, a little cellulite dimple it's like you are expe- you are bre- you are you're unlovable exactly you are just immediately like no no one's gonna you are unfuckable i'm like i'm 12 but like you're unfuckable <laughs> i don't want to be right what is happening <laughs> right but like that that's that's how soon it really starts with that sort of conditioning that social um what what's the that just really imbuing that whole idea into people's minds as early as like pubescent years which is a whole other can of worms mm-hmm. how early we start sexualizing girls oh God. um but that's another that's another podcast maybe we'll pick that up uh during the off season hey. Spicy uh, so <laughs> so and then the last thing i wanted to say on this is i loved the symmetry of this entire season where when she throws that rock at his window and she walks away and she's just smiling and the music comes up. It felt very reminiscent of that first episode yeah. when she told that woman to fuck off and she just walked away and that music comes up in the background and she's just walking away smiling. We end as we began, but she's in even she that first time we saw her, she couldn't bring herself to really curse that woman out. But here she is at her troll's house cursing him out and breaking his fucking car window and also shout out to the clogs very versatile footwear because i mean they're not like running clogs but you can do a light trot in them like she did and i'm like respect that's good footwear i respect a lot you know and she wears the clogs not to get into clog stuff too deep but uh she wears the clogs that don't have a back she wears like strapless clogs and so those you gotta cling on with your toes a little Mm -hmm. bit those are not easy to wear i ordered uh, a pair of clogs finally one of uh somebody was listening and they're like have you not ordered clogs you talk about them nonstop. i also run the instagram page and post about clogs a lot on our instagram page so shout out to instagram give us a follow you know <laughs> i mean hey producers at hulu it would behoove you to probably launch a clothing line based on this show especially for the oh fact that like especially for the fact that they had to custom make a lot of this wardrobe 
right? Which is, I mean, we touched on this before, but that blows my mind. But I think it would be a good thing, perhaps, you know, Mm -hmm. pair up with a company, launch a little fashion line, because some of the licks were pretty, you know. I would love if, like, A.D. Bryant did that, if she started her own fashion line. You know, Melissa McCarthy did that a little while back. She launched her own. I would love to see A.D. Bryant do something similar, because she has such a great sense of fashion. Yeah, and I think was, okay, Melissa McCarthy's line was not dowdy either no no because she's very similar to ad bryant in her style i think where she likes to wear stuff that's a little bit um it's flattering and it fits you know it fits your body so anyway not to not to open that other can of worms we're now it officially our longest episode (gasps) ever so we'll start to wrap it up uh but this was this was a good one how did you feel about the ending of the the season the upstairs neighbor heard me scream bloody murder because it ended so abruptly i'm like this is this is the sopranos ending for me all over again but (laughs) but i was like "Ooh, season two about to happen season two yeah season two because they can't just leave us like this they can't just and we're gonna get more yeah we're gonna get more i'm excited to see more fran i'm excited to see more humor i'm excited to see more clogs Really is all I'm thinking about right now. So I mean, but you can, I again, not running clogs, but a light trot. Now that's a versatile shoe. Mm, words of wisdom from Miss Tookie Kavanaugh. Oh, uh, so, guys, we're gonna leave you with that for today. This is it for the season. We're going to probably take a little bit of a hiatus, but then we're going to come back and bring you all sorts of shrill news, anything that we got going on. Keep us in your feed. Stay subscribed. We're going to try to keep it up on a, on a monthly basis so you can keep hearing from Email us. Email us. Tweet at us. We're around. I, mm-hmm. I Once again, we're- I told you, people, I am wildly problematic. I told you. But at... But we love yes, you. Yes, we love you. But at me, I'm around. Yeah. Give her an at, at Tookie Monster on the Twitter and the Instagram. Give me an at at the uh, at the hi, hi this is Marissa. Uh, follow the Loud Women accounts at Loud Women Pod. You can email us loudwomenpod at gmail, and we'll uh, definitely be reading some emails over the break. Uh, keep in touch. We love you guys. Thank you guys for being. I don't know, really cool. And this has been a very vulnerable and weird process. And uh, we've gotten so much really great feedback. Yeah. And and I just I love you guys. We hope that you. We truly hope you have gained something from this. And we send you all the love and consensual hugs and all that good stuff. All the consensual hugs. We love you guys and we'll see you soon.